Hello, my name is Michael McMaster, and this is my podcast called An Open Mind, where I bring you new ideas, <laughs> try to, <laughs> enlightening ideas, all the rest. So here we are, I was thinking about this just before I decided to do this, that here we are on this outpost, and it is an outpost, called Earth. Have you seen what's around you? A lot of nothing. <laughs> so it makes you wonder, okay, if this is the outpost, where's the rest of it? <laughs> uh, well, we don't quite know, that's for sure, but that's where we are. And if you look at, you know, you go online and you look at pictures of where the Earth is, you know, in our galaxy, it's like, you mean it's that dot there? <laughs> yes, it is that dot. And, um, and we're sitting on this dot in the outpost in the middle of nowhere, spinning around. For what reason? That's a good question, isn't it? Why are we in the outpost spinning around in the middle of nowhere? It doesn't look like if we're in trouble, anybody could come and help us because I don't exactly see anybody around when I look at these pictures. So we're out in the middle of nowhere, spinning around, like once again, I'll say, for what purpose? What reason? Why are we out here on this thing doing this? And so we all like to believe, because we are all ego-based people, that there's some grand plan in this. Not really. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. There is no grand plan in this. And so it makes you wonder how important everything is. How important is your life, your children, your dog, the flea on the dog? <laughs> How important is this? Or what is it contributing to? Is there some greater thing or grander plan that all this is contributing to and we just don't know it? And so it's sort of hard to understand it because we want to believe that our lives have a sense of purpose. There's a reason why we are miserable. There is a reason why we have to put up with our in-laws. Mm, not that I have any. <laughs> um, and all this stuff. And so we try to reason it all out, you know, whatever reason, why we get up and, and go to work. Why do we do all these things? Is there some greater understanding, some greater plan? Nope, not really. Do you see? <laughs> Someone's already texted me. It's because it goes back to this understanding of, does any of this really matter? In anything. And to be honest with you, it doesn't. And you go, oh my God, that's so depressing. You mean I'm doing all this for nothing? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, but this is this is a greater reason and a greater purpose to it all, but it's not what we think it is. And, and I've mentioned it um, before to you in different ways because, you know, I've talked all about a lot of stuff on these podcasts. I think I've done like 80 of them and I don't have any guests. It's just me. Me, myself, and I, the three of us. <laughs> and so there's a lot of different things there. 
As I become older, I realize how unimportant things are or how important we make unimportant things be, right? So I was thinking today, you know, why do I talk about this, you know? So we have to go back to the understanding that we are spiritual beings. And I've said that, you know, many times before. But what is that? You know, spiritual actually represents everything that it's not seen. So if you say that, you know, the Catholic Church, you go down the street and you see a church and you go, oh, this is the Catholic Church. And so you know what that is. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. And they happen to, you know, talk about things and take your money and everything else, you know. So you know what that is. But if somebody says spiritual, you go, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I can't see that. No, of course you can't, because spirituality or spiritual represents what cannot be seen that's of a spiritual nature. Right? The Catholic Church, the building is not of a spiritual nature. It's a building, right? So or whatever, right, church, I don't care, Mormon or whatever. So that's what spiritual actually is. So we're actually a spiritual being that you can't see. Hmm? But how do you know you exist? Well, that's a good question. I can't see it. <laughs> um, scientists only believe what they can measure. Right. But everything they discovered has already been there. They just learned how to measure it. But they don't know how to measure a spirit. How do you do that? Because you can't see it. So science sort of believes that we don't exist, but even though we do. So they'll come up and say, oh, you know, we can see neurons firing in the brain. That, that's what you are. No, 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 no. You only measure things that you can see. You cannot measure things you cannot see. Right. So that's why they, you know, science has a problem with us being a spiritual being, you see. But we are. So how do you know you exist? The mere fact you're listening to this. You're conscious. The mere fact you're listening to this says you are a alive spiritual being. That's pretty amazing. So what do I look like? If I'm spiritual, that's an interesting question. You're actually light. So you go, how do I relate to that? Turn on the light bulb. Look at the light bulb. Light. That's what you actually are. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But that's what you actually are. So you're a spiritual being. You're going, okay, I'm a spiritual being, and I'm on this outpost called Earth. What in the hell am I doing here? Well, that's a good question, (laughs) isn't it? Why do people go to outposts? To explore. To have a different experience. Why do you go to different countries? Same thing. Why do you drive to a different city? Same thing. So we have in our nature this wantingness, some of us, to explore. So that's what we do. But you might go, um, there are no buses to Earth. How did we get here? <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. How did we get here? In our spiritual beingness, right, the thing you can't see, which is the thing that you really are, 
At some point there, we decided we want to experience something physical because as a spirit, you're non-physical, so to speak. It's just different, you know. So we decided we wanted to experience a physical thing. So guess what? This physical universe was created. For what reason? Because you have to ask the same question. Is there some purpose to this whole universe? Hmm. Or is there not? Now, think of this. Children. What do they do when they're young? They play. What do they like to do in playing in simple ways? They like to create, do you see? Or put things together. Boys might like when a boy. I used to have a thing called Meccano sets, you know. Yes, I was around with the dinosaurs. <laughs> and I used to put those together. And, you know, my sister used to paint or something. I don't know what she'd do. Maybe she didn't do any of it. <laughs> do you see? So it's now, I've said this before, it's now in nature, <laughs> you know, it's nature to create, right? So I know this is a big concept for a lot of people, right? So we created this universe, or the universe, God itself, helped create this universe for us. Why did it do that? Now, think of it like this. You live in the country, and you have a child, and you have this tree out the back. And you go, hmm, I'm going to build a tree house for my child to go and play in. You go, oh. Good idea. This is no different. So God or the universe says, hmm, I'm going to build a universe for my children to play in. Hmm. <laughs> a little different, isn't it? But it's a little bigger, but a little more complex. But that's the nature of it. So the earth was created as a playground for us. There is no purpose. Depressing as that is to you, or enlightening, or you're thinking, oh, thank God I don't have to come up with some great purpose for my life. Exactly, right? It is to play. This place is to play. Look how beautiful it is. The animals, the trees, you know, the water, everything, and everything that we need to survive, you know, is here. We don't have to catch a Amtrak train to uh, the next... Uh, what would it be? Plant it over to get, you know, I don't know, grapes. <laughs> it's all here. So we created this utopia as something to play in and enjoy. That's why I've said to you before, that is the meaning. That's what this is all about. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yes, I'm dying. I won't be here next week. So, but look what we did. We created this nightmare. It in itself is beautiful. But then we introduce things like, okay, money. Money is the biggest destroyer of happiness, health, and everything else there is on the planet. Money is. It inhibits us. You could say, but money buys freedom for certain people who have it, or maybe. But for the majority of people, it's a curse because you have to give up your life, so to speak, 
you know, to, to go and make money to live of the life you've already given up. You see, I've told you, money's an energy. If you want a lot of money, dream it. Think about it. Dream it. Okay, because that's the other thing that came with us as spiritual entities here. Whatever you can hold in your mind long enough, and as woo-woo as this sounds to probably a lot of you, you attract into your life. And I've said this to you before. You can only attract something into your life that you are equal to, not beyond that. So the money situation in your life, because, I, you know, this has been the same for me, believe me, until I figured it all out, that if you believe that you have to struggle because you never have enough money, you'll continue to do that. If you believe that, you know, you'll have more than enough money to live in the life that you want to live, you'll attract to you whatever you need to, to have that happen. But you have to do it on a consistent basis, right? You can't think that one thought, you know, and expect everything to fall into place, you know, at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. No. So you have to contain that one thought. Whatever thought you consistently contain within you or within your mind is the very things that you attract to you. So you programmed yourself to either be successful, a miserable failure, and everything else that goes with all that stuff. You did. Nobody else did. Right? You did. So you want to look at those beliefs of what you have. Anyway, so getting off stuff. So this is a utopia playground that you can do whatever you want to do in. You can be whatever you want to be. That's what this is. So what's the purpose then? To have joy. That's the purpose. To experience joy. That's the purpose. There is no other purpose. Having joy and sharing love with people is the highest purpose that you can have. There is no other purpose. The rest is made up stuff. You know, my purpose is to be a lawyer. Right. No. Okay. So it's as simple as that. Don't take life so seriously. It is not worth it because you're putting a seriousness into things that don't really matter. Like some people believe <laughs> that their purpose is to work out all their problems. <laughs> um, that would be everybody on the planet. <laughs> you can do that if you want. But if you found joy you would no longer have any problems. You know, I've said this to you before, is that if you were to love yourself completely, every problem that you would have in your life would dissolve, and it does work that way. So even, you know, problems that you might have, if you do that, you, you know, you apply a sense of love or whatever, you know, to the problem, the problems will dissolve. <laughs> Everything is energy. Yeah, that's a hard concept to get your head around. You go, uh, Michael, um, this pen I have in my hand here, how's that energy? You're like, mm. if you go and look deep, deep into it, the, the molecular the structure of the pen, molecular structure, you'll see it's all buzzing energy. Right? Everything is. It has a certain shape because of certain, everything is conforming or thinking the same way in that. You know, it's another story. So everything is energy. So if you want to, and I've said this to you before, if you want to solve some problem in your life, apply love to it, and you, the love will dissolve the disharmony within 
the problem. You see, do you make saying, where are you going with all this? <laughs> that nothing matters. I've said this before. Nothing matters. It only matters because you say it does. But you could put two people in front of the same situation and one could say, that doesn't matter. And one say, that does matter. It's only a belief. So what matters, really? If you take the essence of spirituality, the essence of what you are, and you say, what matters? Joy, happiness, being around people that you love, helping people that you love. That's what matters. Nothing else does. Simple as that. It's the reason why we're here. We are here to have an experience. That's what it is. And to have an experience with other people we care about. And you know, I believe in, I don't believe, I know, that we live many lifetimes. You know, we, you know, and that's a hard concept based upon, you know, how you were raised spiritually. But remember, I've said this before, you know, the reason why we have virtuosos in certain things, because they've done it for like 500 years, right? You know, and so you go, well, how, how does this work? That's well, very simple. You know, we want to keep coming back here and having different experiences. Maybe I want to be an artist. And I go, oh, okay, I want to be an artist. I'm going to go back down there and, you know, be around some people who know art and stuff like this. This is what it's all about. Or, you know, you want to be down here with certain people and whatever. This is what it's all about. It is so simple. Not complex. No great plan in the scheme of things. It's an adventure on an outpost is what it is. Very simple. Look at it like that. If you put joy into everything that you do now, from now on, everything that comes to you will contain joy. Look, I practice this. I have these little miracles happen. You know, <laughs> I, I might be sitting here thinking, yeah, I really like some potato chips. The guy next door to me will come in and go, oh, Michael, would you like to try these new potato chips I got? That's what happens. When you live in the flow of joy, everything around you starts to bring joy to you. Yes, and as woo-woo as that sounds, it's true. Right? You can live the other way and prove that it's not true because you're not living this way, and that's why it won't work for you. And I, you know, I don't do it all the time, but I do it enough to know that it works and it helps my life in a lot of ways. So the more you keep putting a sense of joy into everything, a sense of love into everything, it all comes back to you. That is the spiritual nature of who we are. That's what's supposed to happen. We're not supposed to be miserable, depressed, um, I don't know, whatever else people do. No. Now, so, but people go searching for joy and happiness. And they go, I mean, I did. Mm -hmm. Cost me a lot of money. <laughs> but... <laughs> But that's what people do. Um, okay, I gotta go find that joy. It's uh, <laughs> you already have it. It already exists within you. Happiness exists within you. It's not something that's out there that you have to go and oh, I don't know, spend money on to get it. It's already within you. And we go. How do I get it? How do I realize that? Feel it. 
You program yourself to be miserable. You program yourself to be everything else. You can program yourself just to be joyful, to experience the pure, utter pleasure, utter pleasure of joy and happiness. Because you're searching for that all the time. You realize that? You buy things that you think are going to do that. You seek out things that you think are going to do that. You might seek out relationships that you think are going to do that. So you seek out, you like you're searching all the time for the very thing that's already right inside of you. Because the things that we go seeking out are only illusionary things that bring something for a short period of time. There's nothing long lasting. So here we are on the outpost called Earth. What is the master plan? There isn't one. It's for you to have a joyful experience. And the universe in its infinite wisdom gave us the ability to draw or attract anything into our life that we want to have as an experience. Isn't that bizarre? All you have to do is picture it or believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Believe in your heart. Now, I want to tell you something else. Yep, I got time. I have been like a guide for quite a few people through life. Um, because, uh, because of the way it is, you know. Because life is scary for a lot of people. You know, they don't know what's going to happen. or Because so many of us feel so out of control that we control nothing in life, whether it's our health, um, the career path, um, our relationships, money, anything. So many people feel that way. And, and the main thing is that, because what most people want to feel is safe. Yeah, because the brain wants to know certainty. My brain doesn't. My brain doesn't sort of like certainty. It likes like... Okay, let's go, and we'll figure it out as we go along. I mean, that's how I am. That's why these podcasts are not scripted or anything, right? But most people's brains like certainty. So we create certainty in our brain that's a total illusion because nothing is certain. Right? Nothing is predictable except the sun coming up every day and the moon, right? So how do you get through life? After I've told you all this and nothing matters, and how do you get through it all? You know, I tell the universe every day, like, show me something to let me know you're around, right? <laughs> like, like, give me something today. Come on. <laughs> and it does. I keep, I've said this before. The universe is interactive with you. It's not your enemy. It's your friend. It's the creator of you. It wants to take care of you. You understand that? The universe wants to take care of you. It's why I've said in the past, it's always pushing joy towards you. But no, 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 no. Got to be miserable. Got to be miserable. No, no, no. Right. Talk to the universe. Say, give me the guidance to get through this wonderful life in a joyful, beautiful way. Yeah? Give me the guidance to get through this life in a joyful, beautiful way. Say that. Each day when you get up, say it ten times. Say it from your heart. 
Say it later on in the day. Say it when you're going to sleep. And the universe will do that for you. It will do what you ask. But you have to ask. And if you can do that, you will start to see things in your life just magically work out. But because everything goes the other way for most people, you go, oh, that just can't be, Michael. That just can't be. Well, it is. It's true. It is. Take that simple phrase and just use that. Forget everything else I told you, right? Use that and watch what happens in your life. And you'll see the things work out. You'll see the problems get worked out. It's as simple as that. We are spiritual beings with awesome power to create anything that we want and to experience anything that we want. Use it. Everything, I've said it's about the body, the sense of taste, the sense of smell, the sense of sight. Everything is to bring joy. It's to experience joy. Don't you love to eat food that makes you happy? Joy. To see things that are beautiful? Joy. To hear things that are beautiful, you know, like the voice of your child? Joy. Do you see? That's what the whole experience is supposed to be. Use it. Practice what I said, and you'll see your life change. Thank you.